You're listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with the Bible is Literature. Hi, this is Father Mark Bulos, and you are listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with the Bible as Literature podcast. This week, Father Paul explains what theology cannot accept, that terror and glory function in the same way in Scripture. I am delighted to introduce Father Paul on the Bible as Literature podcast, Tarazi Tuesdays. Now, later in the text, we have in Genesis thirty-one forty-two, if the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the fear of Isaac, which does not mean fear, but it could have this connotation. But the original word is the word fahad or pahad. For those who know Arabic, is fahd, okay, which is the thigh. And when I cover some text, you will see another word which is used is yerek that it's translated as thigh and we have it in Arabic wirk wirk technically is the hip yerek and the pahad is the thigh but what is this big deal why is it that at one point you are forced to translate it as something ominous well Let's go the easiest route, which is Isaiah 2, 10, 2, 19, and 2, 21. And I shall make a comment about that regarding this silly way theology speaks about the glory of God as being something not so much ominous, but really nice and positive. And that is really ridiculous, disgusting even, according to me. Let's hear these two texts. Three times, very important, it is repeated in Isaiah 2. Enter into the rock and hide in the dust from before the terror of the Lord and from the glory of His majesty. Now, very clearly, the terror and glory are parallel terms which means they function in the same way and this is what theology does not want to accept in Hebrew you have Pahad Yahweh and Hadar Go'ono Go'on is his majesty in the sense of his arrogance arrogant power and that is the root ge or geon or geut which we decide when it applies to God we say splendor and glory when it speaks about mountains and men we say arrogance but that's the trouble with theology and I think I coined an expression that my students know only the Lord God is cute 
in his arrogance and you have to repeat it like that no no he is glorious we are arrogant no it's the same word in Hebrew and if you don't believe me try to address a patriarch when he is clothed in full hadar and majesty and arrogance try to tell them he's arrogant he'll chop off your head oh you are glorious your beatitude but then you go to the little one if he has made his hair nice you are arrogant but it's the same word that we have here and add to this it is the word that is usually translated because thus it means the thigh now let me read you verses 19 and 21 because you have an addition at the end before the terror of the Lord and from the glory of his majesty when he rises to terrify the earth very clearly Bekumu Laros Haares and it is repeated in 21 when he rises to terrify the earth that's why in this chapter people hide from God by going into caves that should be enough and if my hearers are not convinced because they want to quote me the latest book published in Oxford or Cambridge then we're not going to end what's the big deal about the hip and the thigh let's read Job 40:15. behold behemoth you know this Leviathan the tannin of the sea which I made as I made you he eats grass like an ox behold his strength in his loins and his power in the muscles of his belly he makes his tail stiff like a cedar the sinews of his thighs are knit together what is the big deal because this is the reflection of power let's hear Psalm 147.10 his delight which is the Lord is not in the strength of the horse nor his pleasure in the legs of a man and you could see the meaning of that he's powerful he can run the warrior the infantry in those times was a very important part of the army okay and they were dressed with an armor but they needed legs they have to walk all of us know how the Roman army made sure that all the soldiers would have a good arched sole and not flat feet because they couldn't go far but there is another aspect to that which very interestingly and again people are going to say that Father Paul is fixated on sex and I'm sure I'm counting on you to tell them no he's fixated on seed where do I find this listen to this text in Genesis 24 the story of 
Abraham sending his servant to bring a wife for his son Isaac. And Abraham said to his servant, the oldest of his house who had charge of all that he had, put your hand under my thigh. Okay? Which is yerek, work in Arabic. But I explained the connection between the hip and the thigh. And I will make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the earth, that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell, but will go to my country, to my kindred, and take a wife for my son Isaac. And in verse 9, So the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham, his master. This is where one gets the acknowledgement from the organ or the seat of power which is precisely connected with sexuality and the seed in other words this is where you get the blessing from the womb and from the thigh which would be the testicles but this is already in Genesis 1 but philosophical theology which means all of us do not like that because it's the lower level well my dear friends if you follow the wish of Augustine that if most of the human beings would become monks and nuns and so on then they will have no humanity it's a joke now I can push this but I don't want to make it too much an issue for the time being but the importance of the thigh, the hip, the legs on the walking is very important in shepherd life and it is very important in the law where you have to walk the way and that is the interconnection with the whole matter but unfortunately we spiritualized a la theology Paul and his writing and we mystified them and Pascal has a nice saying you know Blaise Pascal the French writer and philosopher qui veut faire l'ange fait la bête the one who wants to play the angel ultimately acts like a beast an animal classic but you know the Roman Catholic theologians and church did not like him and they hereticized him and you know the rest of the story okay but all this goes back to the story of chapter 3 where the human being really is Athanasian from Alexandria you know the Son of God became a human being so that we human beings would become sons of God we really believe that And in both cases, even Jesus as Son of God, he was the Son of God, in his behavior according to God's commandment. He's not different. If he's different, then we have no hope to become like him. And Paul gives him to us as an example. Even in Philippians 2, which is misread by theology and speaks about the divinity of Jesus it's a text about the slavedom the slavery of Jesus 
And all this, according to me, is planted in the text of the story of Jacob. And yet, in spite of all that, verse 45 in chapter 31, so Jacob took a stone and set it up as a pillar, Matseba. And Jacob said to his kinsmen, gather stones and thick stones and made a heap, and they ate there by the heap, and Laban called it Yogar Shahaduta, but called it Galid, and there is a play on Galid, which is something solid as a stone. And 53 is a low blow, because it ends their agreement with not the god of Bethel of this pillar, but, let's hear it, the god of Abraham and the god of Nahor, the god of their father, judge between us. And if this were not enough, so please remember this 31 verse 53, the second part of the verse is, so Jacob swore by the fear and thus thigh of his father Isaac. It's phenomenal! And Jacob offered them, called his men, and they kissed his children, and so on. Obviously, I'm concentrating on verses to draw your attention to it. It's not that I'm reading only these verses. But these verses are extremely functional. But who's writing the story? It's the author! You do not say, well, Jacob was really very good in this verse. In this verse, because the author forced his hand by having Laban saying to Jacob, let the God of Abraham and the God of Nahor, the God of their father, Nahor, the brother of Abraham, and judge between us because ultimately in scripture only he is the judge and only his judgment is functional what you think of yourself and judging yourself remember earlier Jacob refer to his justice and righteousness is immaterial and Jacob swore by the thigh of his father Isaac the seat of power whence he came so you could see he is referring to the God who in scripture is the God that implements his will through the seed this is how his blessing comes and here you know I cannot but refer my hearer to that beautiful chapter 24 when Abraham was looking for a wife for his son. The Bible as Literature is a production of the Ephesus School Network.